America. Buenas tardes, Charum. No, this is not a Univision takeover of This Week in Gay. This is Rafael Antonio Cabello, the research department, who's going to be hosting This Week in Gay. A weekly uh, discussion of issues that affect the gay, lesbian, bisexual community. And without further ado, I'm going to be introducing my colleagues this evening. First, without further, uh, without starting in any particular order, we have Brother Sinatus. Hey, how's it going out there? Also joining us this week, we have Scott, the Sata 69. Bonjour, bonjour. And finally, we have returning again, Tracy Turner. Hello, hello, everybody. So how y'all doing this evening, guys? I'm doing great. Okay, well, why don't we start going down to Sesame Street and the story of Big Bird. Take it on, Tracy. All right. Uh, this is a story about Big Bird was created by gay lovers. Uh, as Mitt Romney's Big Bird comic continues to draw shots from both sides, the Daily Beast Michael Daly observes the gay history behind one of the television's most beloved characters, uh, Christopher Lyle and Kermit uh, Lo Love were partners in work and life for half a century and in the 1980s traveled with Big Bird to the White House for the annual Easter egg roll. The most momentous results of that presidential nexus were the grass stains on Big Bird's outsized feet. Mm, uh, dirty. Wow. Uh, nobody could have imagined that this puppet might someday play even the Muppet. smallest role. Muppet. He's not a <laughs> puppet. He's a Muppet. Yeah, I know. Oh, um, the smallest role in deciding who could occupy the Oval Office. We'll see, Lyle says, the possible political impact of his eight-tube yellow plum character takes a turn from the ridiculous to the delightfully apt when you consider this, Big Bird was the product of a profound partnership between two men that was in every way a marriage save for the – or in the strictly legal sense that the law until very recently forbade. Hmm. Bird and Ernie created but, Big Bird? Uh, that, yeah, Bert and Ernie. I remember that Bert and Ernie had a thing a few years back that they were talking about they were gay because they slept in the same bed. They sleep in separate beds. Okay. They're still gay. Okay, gotcha. Well, the uh, there's kind of a funny things in here because uh, first and foremost, the the fact that it seems that neither Obama nor Mitt Romney were aware that Big Bird was created by gay by gay husbands and everything but name. Um, and it's, oh, by the way, guys, we have David the Blue Jeans guy joining us. He kind of became a late comer. Uh, we're already in the first story. But you can lose your coming lights better than not coming at all. <laughs> and that's the voice of reason of this weekend gig. Hello, so, David. Hello. Who's who was saying hello to me? It's Tracy. Oh, hey, Tracy. Okay, guys. Well, let's kind of focus back in. Um, and the other thing Jesus, is, Jesus, look at you all business. <laughs> I'm always, I'm always, a, I'm always business like. That's why they call me the research department. Um, the, other, the other thing is that the uh, one of the co-creators was actually working on what's called the Work Projects Administration. That was a New Deal um, project. You know, it was basically a work project. 
And so it's it's kind of a funny thing having you know Mitt Romney beat down on on this uh, uh you know or had the commentary on Big Bird. Uh, they probably got in one of the lesser liked characters over in um, PBS. It would have been probably less of a flop. Although the people over at uh, the children's uh, excuse me the Sesame Workshop said we don't want to be involved in the they they released an ad uh, the day after the uh, debate, and they, they asked to pull it down. So you know it's. It's interesting. It's a nice little story there. Anyone else? Anyone else? Well, I just want—I just want to say that it, uh, I'm much more happy to listen to who Big Bird would like to be president than a lot of other people. Uh, I'd vote for Big Bird. I'd fucking vote for Big Bird. That's <laughs> true too. I believe the United States Constitution says that you have to—well, you have to be a U.S. citizen. He's a U.S. Uh, citizen. Actually, a natural-born citizen. He's naturally born. He's all American. Okay, well. Yeah, he was hashed right on Sesame Street. Damn right. Uh-huh. Well, uh, I guess that might be the out, though, because he was hatched and not born. That, you know, you Big know those, Bird and Snuffleupagus, 2012. <laughs> you, know the, you, know, you, know, you know the man, the birth certificate there, boys and girls. <laughs> and, seeing that we, and seeing that we have, we have gone from Sesame Street... Why don't we go down to Disneyland now and to Anaheim, California, and the Republican congressional nominee, which, uh, Scott, want to take it over? No, I don't like this story, but I'm going to read it anyway. I don't like the serious stories. Well, <laughs> Republican congressional nominee breaks with the party to support marriage equality. Though his party's official platform calls for a constitutional amendment barring gay marriage, a Republican congressional candidate in California, yay California, is bucking that position in favor of equality. Appearing at a League of Women Voters Forum in California's newly formed 47th Congressional District, Republican nominee Gary DeLong was asked to name an example of idea where he disagreed with his party. He cited three. He's pro-choice pro-environment, and pro-marriage equality. I'm fucking voting for this guy. I'm a goddamn Democrat. I'm, I'm going to vote for him. So, yeah, good job. Good job, uh, Gary DeLong. Fuck, well, the, fuck your party's platform. Well, <laughs> Scott, don't you live in San Diego? No, I live in Monterrey. Monterrey? Uh, isn't that st- – where is that at in California? Because he represents Anaheim, uh, Anaheim, the uh, Santa Ana – and Garden Grove, that's right. That's the uh, Orange County. It's closer like. to Donna Sugars than me. I'm in Central California coast. So there we go. Well, that's kind of a. It's a good. Oh well, guys, you want you want to comment on that, Scott? Before uh, anyone else wants to comment, I on go. This? You go. You know, I love how the Republicans. Many of them are now realizing we're going to lose votes if we keep up this anti-gay thing, and that they're start slowly changing their thing. That they're on the wrong side of the vote for marriage equality, and I'm just very glad to hear that. Well, the uh, how about anyone else, guys? I guess my big question is what uh, what's keeping him in the Republican Party? I mean, pro life, pro gay marriage, pro choice, pro choice. Um, he's yeah, okay. He's pro choice. He supports gay marriage. Um, he's environmentally oriented. I guess there must be some fiscal conservatism, is all I can figure, because I I I'd, I'd love to hear. I'd love to see his personal platform if he actually uh, has it listed. If you actually go to, uh, if you, I, I did a quick search on him. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I didn't read his positions on other issues. 
mm-hmm. but uh, he might, he probably is a fiscal conservative. Now, this is kind of a good thing on account that California actually did a they had, the way the way California uh, they passed a referendum a couple of years ago in which now yeah. the congressional districts are not done by the by the legislative assembly. It is done by a commission. It's an independent commission in the uh-huh. account that they want to make it a little more, shall we say, um, uh, what's the word, uh, balanced instead of, you know, having a political fight over every every 10 years. Yeah. So yeah. that's the reason why it's and also on account they want to make sure that they want to bring more, shall, uh, more, shall we say, uh, moderate voices uh, on the account. Now, the thing is, this is, an, this is a vacant seat. Uh, it might go. It according. I went to a website called the Cook Political Report, which does a um, a um, a, a survey of all the uh, congressional districts, and it's my in my lean. It still might go Democratic, but it's still a good thing, you know. And I, I hopefully uh, this this pattern will bring more moderate Democrats and Republicans into the uh, into the race. So that's that. So that's part of the reason why this guy is able to say this kind of thing without having the. Uh, the fringe on his party uh, in, in pitches and uh, torches and pitch and pitchforks coming to his house and demanding that he be um, he be um, he be run out of town. So that's, yeah, give him time. So that's the uh, that's a point thing you want to think about. But indeed, uh, it's a plus, and hopefully, we'll have more people like him running for office vis-a-vis um, uh, the nut jobs that are currently. On both on the Republican Party side of the uh, of the aisle. Um, so, if anyone wants to comment on more on this story, guys. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Well, since now from California, let's go down into Washington State. And David, go ahead and take it. Okay. Um, opponents of marriage equality are pretending to be proponents of it, and are lying to voters. Big shock there. Uh, Opponents of marriage equality have reached a new low. They've been calling voters in Washington who support marriage equality and lying to them, telling them they need to reject referendum 74 in order to allow same-sex marriage, which is the exact opposite of truth. They're flat out lying to voters and saying they're volunteering with Citizens of Washington United for Marriage. Uh, That organization does not exist. But it sounds a lot like Washington United for Marriage, the organization actually working to educate voters about the importance of approving <laughs> Referendum 74. Uh, and he asks, how do I know this? On Sunday night, Seattle Atheists, uh, the author's local group, hosted the Flying Spaghetti Monster Dinner for Marriage Equality. I love that. Yay, Flying Spaghetti! Exactly. <laughs> Hi, Melanie. Uh, It was an amazing night with all donations going to Washington United for Marriage. While they were setting up for the event, one of the early arrivals pulled the author aside to let him know about a phone call he'd received. Uh, He was concerned that some of the WU4M volunteers had gotten their information very wrong because the person who called him was saying, if you vote to approve referendum 74 in Washington State, you're voting against allowing same-sex marriage. Um... And then the caller was extremely rude and woke him up with a Monday morning call. Um, but it says that this group does not run uh, phone banks in the morning, the one that's trying to educate voters. Um, basically, um, he, he goes on and just says, 
he reminds them of, of the ninth commandment, thou shalt not bear false witness. So, yeah, it's getting, it, it shows how desperate these groups are getting. I think they pretty much, I think this referendum actually has a pretty good chance of uh, passing, actually, so that uh, the citizens of Washington state would actually approve of same-sex marriage. And so the the people who don't want to see it happen are resorting to some pretty deceptive tactics to keep it from happening. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I douchebags of the week, definitely. So is there a second for the <laughs> douchebag of the week motion, guys? Is there a second uh, for the motion? Uh, oh. I, I'm. I'm not. Uh, I, I lived in Washington uh, for four years. Uh, three of those in Western Washington. Uh, as far as you know, the uh, you know gay marriage equality or whatever. Um, I'm not surprised that you know there's more people for it in Western Washington. Eastern Washington is like a totally different area. Um, it's not as liberal as you would think versus but, the Western side. But the um, it's. The, the the point here is more importantly is they're using deceptive deceptive it, tactics, right? Uh, uh, and actually, it might be a violation of federal elections law because there was a case here in Maryland, uh, and this is Maryland, which is probably not quite the same. On uh, 2010, when uh, governor uh, the governor got reelected, his his opponent was um, was um, what's his name? Oh my God, I forgot his opponent's name right now, and I'm. Yeah. The, and why, uh, the governor of Washington? No, governor State? of Mar- Maryland. Maryland? State. I mean, okay. Uh, Ehrlich. Ehrlich. Yeah. Um, they, they, they threw a, at the last moment a robocall that said, and it was calling basically mostly black people, uh, mostly black heavy uh, districts, which is mostly Prince George's County, uh-huh. saying, don't go to vote because the governor won. And he, the, it, the governor Ehrlich was not involved, but one of his aides got, got, got busted and for violating electoral law. So this might be skating a little too close to to the edge. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how that how, how might play out, but if you're calling representing someone uh, and giving false false information, you might be you, that might be considered border suppression. Uh, granted Washington State does not uh, does not fall under the uh, Voting Rights Act. However, it might be something you want to keep an eye on. And plus, it also means it's a it's a matter of shall we say desperation. And Scott, if you st- if you st- continue snoring, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go and kick you behind. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's only a six hour flight there, okay? Sorry. So it's actually and also kind of mirrors something that's happening back home in where I live in Puerto Rico, which they're trying to pull the same the same move. So it's 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 it's, it's something we have to be careful about, okay? Yeah. It, here's the problem: if you threaten to get kick Scott's behind. That's basically proposing marriage to him. Yeah, I forget. I, <laughs> How I, I forget. dare you? I forget he's a little bit wired differently than most of us. <laughs> a little bit. Well, I did. I'm hardwired. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's go see, on to some other depressing news, shall we? Yeah. Since since we have kind of uh, mined this one out, why don't we go from Washington to the East Coast I and did, New York did State that earlier this weekend? <laughs> okay. Uh, the, one of the bad stories of the week is the U.S. teen commits suicide following bullying claims. A uh, school in East Hampton, that, which is at the eastern tip of Long Island, is in the spotlight following the death of a teenager 
who's feared could have been the victim of anti-gay bullying. Uh, the body of 16-year-old David Hernandez Barrios was found in, at his family's home last month on the evening of September 29th. Uh, East Hampton police said his death was an apparent suicide. Uh, according to uh, the East Hampton Press, uh, said claims that Barrios, uh, who was born in Ecuador, had suffered uh, homophobic bullying and had been uh, circul uh, circulating on the, uh, well, the rumors that he had, uh, those claims had been circulating on the internet, uh, but they hadn't been confirmed. I guess it's, you know, it's uh, an age that's uh, fraught with a lot of conflicts and stuff like that, and to find your gay is... Um, it's a hard thing to handle, and you just throwing in the bullshit of the bullies just makes things harder. But also, you need to think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, what? oh, uh huh. Who's next? Who's who's asking for the floor? Uh, well, the uh, the other thing we have to keep in mind he is the. Uh, it seems that he was born in Ecuador. Uh, I was reading the uh, Twenty Nine East story, and. It seems that you know when you when you're when you're in an, envir in an environment where things are uh, you go you know it's, church is very important in 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 Latino community and trust me uh, when you go every every Sunday and sometimes if you're if you're if you're very evangelical it could be Tuesdays Wednesdays Fridays Thursdays and every two days you're hearing how bad e and evil gays are. You know, it kind of gets to you. So it's um, coming from from uh, me being Latino myself, and it took me quite a bit of, uh, to come to uh, in, to make peace with my own self. Um, of course, I'm alive versus him. He he committed suicide. It's something we have to keep in mind. The only positive about this is that it seems that a local LGBT group is going ahead and trying to uh, build a um, a center for. Um, for, for you know, for teens in that in, in that area, which hopefully you know might stop this from happening again, or at least minimize it. Exactly. So, a little sad though. Anyone else want to comment on this one, guys? It's just so sad. It is. I'm well, so tired of these stories. I just wish that you know it's just it's awful. Well, since so Madonna is going out from 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 a happier and more interesting story. Scott, want to go to North Miami and tell us about what's happening over there with the new dancers? Do I want to go to North Miami? You better believe I do. <laughs> Take it away, buddy. <laughs> Swinging Richards, a gay male strip and club in North Miami Beach, wins a battle to have new dancers and alcohol. Uh, the bar argued that city ordinances were not being enforced at female strip clubs that prohibited nudity and drink and alcohol. But uh, they went to court and the uh, club agreed to uh, – well, I'll talk here. Male new dancing will live on at Swing Richards, a gay strip club in North Miami Beach that has sued the city for the right to continue to have its dancers perform in the buff. The club agreed to drop its lawsuit, which challenged a city ordinance that prohibited the mix of nudity and alcohol. In exchange, Swinging Richards and the straight club straight, – straight strip clubs – Dean's Gold and G5 are no longer re restricted by the 1994 ordinance. I just think this is great. Now, I, I need to get it down to Swinging Richards. 
Uh, well, it's actually, the, make sure you go to the one in North Miami and not the one in Atlanta. <laughs> I'm going to go to them all. <laughs> uh, well, anyone wants to comment on this one, guys? All right. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, it's kind of funny that they, that they pass a law that applies supposedly to the um, to all um, to all uh, strip joints, but of course, ladies can show their the who has and their and the gazongas, but of course, boys cannot show the junk. So, oh, good thing that they actually bought this this lawsuit back in June. Uh, it's good that they finally won this case because it was kind of stupid. Uh, uh, to have the situation, and of course the guys look kind of hot. I just went to the website. Hello, nurse. See, that's the beauty. Of, that's the beauty of being the um, the uh, the research department. You get to research the fun and the not so fun things in life. So, so it's yay Miami. What do you guys say? Yay Miami. Yay Miami. Yeah. Okay, so now from Miami, let's go to the Ellen Show and our on our follow up for last week's story on the U.S. Uh, Eagle Scout. Take it away, Tracy. All right. Uh, almost Eagle Scout teenager appears on Ellen is awarded $20,000 scholarship. After appearing as a guest on the Ellen DeGeneres show, an 18-year-old boy scout, 18-year-old boy scout who was refused the Eagle Scout badge for being gay has been awarded $20,000. I guess that's in euros in that number right there or something like that. Uh, that's scholarship. probably count. That's probably okay. count. All right, pounds. Um, scholarship towards his college fees. Ryan Anderson, now 18, who joined the Scouts when he was six, had completed all of the requirements for the Eagle Scout badge, which included building a 288-tile tolerance wall for victims of bullying, such as himself, but was refused the badge once the work was completed. He told Ellen, I don't think it's fair that not everybody has the opportunity to go through it. Ryan said about the potential honor of being an Eagle Scout, I hope people understand discrimination is not okay. Mr. Anderson told Ellen that he had been told by his scout leader that he would get the award and that the scout leader had known for quite a while that he was gay. He said he told me I would get the award, so I believed him. As well as receiving the support through the petition and the scholarship, 170 Eagle Scouts had pledged to send Ryan their Eagle Scout pins out of support, 50 of whom came from his own scout troop. Woohoo! Uh, yeah. Uh, Ryan, who came out in July, was told that his scouting membership was to be revoked altogether. Karen Anderson, 49, Ryan's mother, had started a petition on change.org to have her son awarded the badge, which had nearly 400,000 signatures. And uh, the story goes on and on uh, for uh, quite a bit. I actually got to watch it when it happened. And ah. I was like, I was like, holy shit, you go, Ellen. Yes, I just and I, I thought it was so cool. I, what I'm really uh, enthralled with was all the other Eagle Scouts who are sending him their pins. I'm like, that's kind of fucking awesome. Yes. Oh yeah. I, I did not see the uh, show. I, I missed it. Um, I was at work, but I'm I'm like Scott. I was so uh, thrilled when I saw this on the news and I heard about it. Uh, but at the same time, it made me embarrassed to be an Eagle Scout because I went through the Eagle Scouts many years ago. And this – I'm glad this happened. Well, his mom was on as well, and she is delightful. She is one of those moms that – there should be a Mom of the Year award, and she gets nominated for it because mm -hmm. she, she's fucking amazing because she started the Change.org petition to get him um, – 
to get him well, to get him his his badge, his pin. But so, like I said last week, I'll say it again. I don't necessarily 100% hate the Boy Scouts. I hate this policy of theirs that I wish they would get with the fucking times. And yep. stuff like this should be fucking evidence to them that, wow, we're, we're in the wrong. And all these other people are doing the right thing. But, you know, say la vie. Well, this yeah. one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, uh, David. Yeah, it, you know, as an Eagle Scout myself, I, I, you know, I'm torn because, I mean, I'm not, I'm not torn. You know, I, I would love to have seen this boy get his badge. The problem is they basically ran out the clock until he turned 18, so he also hit the age limit, and um, it just, it, it bugs me. Um, and as far as the national leadership, I, I think. I don't. I don't know. You know what's going on inside their minds. There's kind of a two-part problem with this, because a lot of troops are sponsored by religious organizations like churches or church classes and stuff. A lot of which tend to be religiously conservative and certainly conservative on the gay issue. And if the Boy Scouts were to lift the ban on gays they could end up losing a lot of troops because all the religious organization has to say is we no longer support this troop. They mail the charter back to the council and that troop is dissolved. It's gone. There's it's no more. Well, um, couldn't somebody else restart it then? They but can, they can, but there's, there's just a lot of, um, what can also happen is any equipment and supplies and anything like that, that that troop owns can actually be confiscated by that sponsoring organization. David, David, you know, I'm going to argue on you on this one. The minute a church in a community – now, I'm going to talk about the majority of the United States, not the okay. Deep South. The minute a church pulls that kind of shit, you know there would be a shitload of other organizations saying, fuck no, this is great publicity for us, and pick up the slack. But I'd the, love the, to see it happen, but what I'm saying is – I'm just saying – it would be a lot of money for that organization. They may be willing to spend it, but you have PTAs and you have things like that, other organizations like that who also sponsor. Well, we look at Intel. Intel just cut all funding to the Boy Scouts because yeah. of their their um, stance. Yeah. And, so and, there's a shitload of money they just lost because they're supporting this. Yeah. Should they get rid of it, look at all that money fucking Intel will give them. Um, there there well, are two things. There are two things you want to keep in mind, gentlemen. First and foremost is actually the takeover by the religious right of, of the Boy Scouts started in the 1980s. Uh, if you read the older manuals, they didn't have a stance of homosexuality. There's another thing that's a law passed, I believe it was in the 1990s, um, in which was actually found constitutional by the Supreme Court, in which um, public schools can be used for um, for Boy Scouts activities. Right. Uh, and despite, despite there was a lawsuit brought against them because of the whole religious thing, and the Supreme uh -huh. Court upheld that, that, that ruling. So both of you are right, Scott and, and David. However, yeah. uh, there's one thing that I, find, that I find somewhat disturbing about this whole situation because while they're finding about allowing gays or not, the Boy Scouts of America's policy on, on child abuse uh, is somewhat lax, and actually there has been a movement <laughs> By the people who were who who were bringing the suits against the uh, the uh, Catholic priests 
to get to get the Boy Scouts. People have been abused by Boy Scout leaders to be yeah. uh, brought to issue because they supposedly they had they had they have made their, their reaction has been somewhat pro forma and somewhat um, somewhat somewhat tepid uh, for what's supposed to be a, 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 you know a compared to what they do against gays. And by the way, since we, since I had the floor, I also like to say hi to Joey who just joined us in. Joey, how are you? Hello, how are you guys doing? Doing okay. good. Yeah. So, so I mean, so it's something we need we need to keep in mind. Uh, two things that I'd like to bring to the floor. Uh, for I, I'm concern. sorry, I missed the beginning of that article. Can somebody please just tell me what we're fighting about? Uh, we're argue, we're talking we're doing a follow up on the uh, on the Boy Scout story. Um, Ellen, uh, the uh, kid who uh, Ryan Anderson went to the Ellen DeGeneres show, and he got a twenty thousand dollars scholarship. And David and uh, Scott were having a debate on the on the on the Boy Scouts and funding on the Boy Scouts. But did you guys hear the recent thing with the Boy Scouts where they just handed over a you know they were discussing about child molestation within organizations such as the Boy Scouts, and there was a letter that was actually um, soft. I'm sorry, Anthony. There was a there we go. How's that? Much there was better. a. There was a letter that was sent to the Boy Scouts from the Boy Scouting Institute or Boy Scouting organization sent to police forces, and when they sent them that list of molesters in the Scouts, the shocking thing was, less than a third of them were actually reported. The most of them were names that they have never, the police authorities never saw before. That the Scouts was were not doing properly. Instead, the Scouts were handling it internally. That is actually good. You just brought the same point with a little bit better, better than me because I was commenting about that. I, was, I also listened to a story about that at NPR myself a couple of days ago. So, so yeah, it's it's that's 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 kind of you know that's kind of sad that while they're doing the witch hunt on on gay people, they're not they're not protecting children, uh, which is more important against. Well, uh, and unfortunately, most of society equates child molestation with homosexuality and in that case there is some truth to it because you're taking people who are adult males who are attracted to pre prepubescent or you know let's be honest twinks mm -hmm. so i mean in that case yes i guess it is true you know and that's it's unfortunate <clears throat> but no i'm gonna say no to a little bit because several of the accused are considered straight and they well, you're considered lives. straight. You're considered straight until you've had a penis in your mouth, and then I don't give a shit who you are. Um, things tend not to be as straight. All yep. I'm saying is they live straight lives. Some of them. And all I'm saying is I know many gay men who live straight lives. It doesn't make them straight. Thank you very the minute, much. The minute you put a penis in your mouth or in your ass, you are no longer straight. I agree 100 percent with that one. It's uh, coming from Puerto Rico. A lot of people are in the closet. I can tell you stories, boys and girls. <laughs> but oh, I think please tell us stories. <laughs> I, don't have a I have no clue a word of what he just said. I'm so sorry. Being from Puerto Rico no. myself, where half of people are in the closet, I can tell you stories, boys and girls. A cheese mouth. Oh yes, oh yes. Well, since we, I think we have we have a good idea on the Boy Scout story. Why don't we go now from? No, no. Let's pause, Raphael. Let's pause. Let's. Let's pause at this moment and talk to our listeners. Let's talk to them about this word called donations. Very good. Go ahead, Scott. Anthony can't be with us this week because his headset broke. Now, if we had donations to this show, he could get a new headset. Not on my dime. 
Now I'm not saying I'm not saying that the government purposely broke his headset to shut him up. I'm not putting that conspiracy theory out. But grab a drink, guys. The fact remains that Anthony is not with us this week, but in spirit. I said, but in spirit. Mm. So if you feel like it, go to our website, www.ashantinolimon.com. And wait, wait, wait. Aren't we, at gay, aren't we at, aren't we at thisweekingay.com? I didn't know where the fuck we were. I was going to go to the home network. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's thisweekingay.com. Don't give to Ashanti No Lemon. That show's crap. Because, because oh. you got to give a little, take <laughs> a little. And let Anthony's headset break a little. That's the story of. That's so, the glory of. So, folks, go to www.thisweekingay.com and, and vote for us. Now, I will also add that if Anthony gets us out in time, today is the last day to vote for the podcast awards. So To nominate for the podcast to, awards. Sorry, to nominate. And we would all love it if everyone, hopefully Anthony will get this up before midnight, if Everyone will go to www.podcastawards.com and in the news and politics section, vote for This Week in Gay. Now, there's lots of other shows you can vote for as well, but I'm not going to stick my head into that political furnace. I have no problem sticking mine in. Cocktails and cream puffs for your consideration, for people's choice, and GLBT. Fuck that shit. And the Spear Spear for your consideration for best general podcast. And listeners, listeners. In case you haven't had enough convincing here, the Lord has said he will call me home. He will call me home unless you pay for a year's worth on the server. So send those donations in now. And for those of you who are the Lord will call that blue jeans guy home. And for those of you who are atheists, this could be your ultimate test. (laughs) (laughs) seems it seems we have we we have gone all all npr and pbs on you now ladies and gentlemen i heard a little oral roberts there too (laughs) yeah i I will totally go to cafepress.com and make a fucking tote bag and also and 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 also we had a little bit of of uh of religious network uh story since we went that way why don't you take us personators for to the bible belt and a conservative who spent a year being gay praise him Okay, Tim Couric grew up hating homosexuals as a conservative Christian deep in America's Bible Belt. He was taught that being gay was an abomination before God. He went to his right-wing church, saw himself as a soldier for Christ, and attended Liberty University, the evangelical West Point. I like that. Uh, But when a Christian friend in a karaoke bar... uh, Something's a little, he's a little confused, I think, but okay. Told him how her family had kicked her out when she revealed she was a lesbian. Kirik began to question profoundly his beliefs and religious teaching. Amazingly, the 26-year-old decided to walk in the shoes of a gay man in America by pretending to be homosexual. For an entire year, Kirik lived undercover. As a homosexual in his hometown in Nashville, he told his family he was gay, as well as his friends and his church. Only two pals and an aunt used to keep an eye on him uh, on how his mother coped with the news knew his secret. I love that part. I love that part. (laughs) 
one friend, a gay man called Sean Uncaric, described as big, black, burly teddy bear, pretending oh, wow. to be his <laughs> boyfriend. Well, it looks like they're throwing a little bit of uh, me. Well, there's the yeah <laughs> <laughs> integration in there too. He's uh, gay and has a black boyfriend. Could it get any worse? Oh, I've no, had enough no, not, of that. No, not well, me. Not in the south. Well, what could be is that he could write a book about it called The Cross in the Closet, following hmm. the tradition of black like me and uh, self-made man. Tootsie. Tootsie. Scott. And I guess basically uh, the, uh, Eric has uh, he's returned to his faith, but uh, he has kept his uh, pro-gay and uh is his uh, pro-gay quality ideals uh, with him too? So, I really think this guy deserves a lot of um, support and applause. And Scott, I'm single, I'm, and I've never had a black boyfriend before. So, I'd buy his book. I would buy I, his book too. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the other the, the the other funny thing is, in uh, living as a gay person in Nashville, he also was part of a softball league. And one of the days he was practicing, somebody walking a dog called him faggot, and he got he went ballistic. Uh, so it's uh, it's it's it reminds me of of of, of the um, plotline of about half of the 1980s movies. There's this movie about there was a girl who was passing as a guy for 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 a newspaper report, and it doesn't come to mind. So it's 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 a good thing. I'm I'm happy that he learned his lesson. But and, you know, I want to ask the question that anybody wants to ask: Was he a top or a bottom? <laughs> Well, I guess the question is: Do you think he partook in in, in gay sexual rea- relations? Well, there was a he he describes a scene in the story, at least on the uh, Guardian story, that the first time he went to a gay bar and a guy took him to the uh, to the to the dance floor and started as in front of me. Uh, as the pair danced to Beyonce, the man pretended to ride Kirk like a horse to the disco music and call him a buck and bronco. It was a, all a bit too much and too soon. So I presume I presume they didn't live, you know. Yeah, I, I don't mean, actually think he had sex. Yeah, I mean, but it's still it's, it kind of gets a new meaning oh, to the word. Wait, did the gay did the boyfriend know that he wasn't really gay? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... The one was was the girl who came out to him, his pseudo boyfriend, and my favorite one, his aunt, who kept suicide watch on his mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the mo- the the, mo- the mother just went went, went old drama queen. I, I preferred that my son that had that cancer that he be gay. How dare you be gay, my so it's 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 funny. Now I didn't that, raise you to be that way. Oh yes, of course I never yes. raised you to be that way, son. The funny thing that gets a new a new meaning to being in the closet because he was he's a straight man in the closet, <laughs> or straight closeted guys, which is kind of kind of funny. So, Very interesting. Uh, yeah, so it, it's 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 a good thing, and we definitely should. I probably should put it on my. Uh, I hope it's on Kindle. I might put it on my on my to read list. Yeah, uh, I, so, I say God bless him for that. Yeah, Ooh. and it's it's a good lesson. So from uh, from the south, we now go to the other side of the world in Denmark, where we have a ban on straight kisses. Scott, want to take it over? Oh yeah, I'll be glad to. I forgot to, that I had this. I forgot I had this one. Hold on, one second. Here we go. Oh hi, Denmark bar, Denmark gay bar keeps a ban on straight kisses. 
A gay bar which bans straight kisses in Copenhagen, Denmark, is still splitting the LGBT community of the Danish capital. I've been to Copenhagen. It's very beautiful. Anyway, gay that's, guide. That's poor. Wait, I had to interrupt you. That is poorly written. It says a Denmark gay bar. Yeah. It should be a Danish gay bar because yeah. you you wouldn't say an America den an America gay bar. You'd Absolutely. say an American gay bar. Yeah. So that's just poorly written. Sorry, that bothered me. Well, Joey, remember this? This is a British uh, website, so they may have different, diff, different. They may not uh, know English. You're right. English <laughs> might English might be different. Yeah, totally different over there. Says Ricky Ricardo spent, over here. Okay. Oh, ex- excuse me, Lucy. Jay <laughs> <laughs> guide Homotropolis, love that. Told GSN, it's not a written ban; it's an unwritten rule. It's always up to the owner to decide whether the customers are crossing the limits or not. We haven't received any complaints from our readers, but the capital's LGBT community, their readers, their mm, oh, the uh, homotropolis. Homotropolis. God, this homotropolis. is homotropolis. <laughs> The Nevermind case made the news a couple months ago when Homotropolis reported that the story of a straight of a straight kiss being banned by a bouncer. The couple was evicted from the bar, uh, but and it's still going on. Yeah, I heard about this when it first happened. They, since there's so much gay um, bashing and gay inequality, they don't want straights kissing in their bar anymore, which I think is is I like it. <laughs> you go, boys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I hate to say this, but uh, if we start treating those who torment us the, way, the same way, wouldn't that put us in the same level? Fuck it, I'll be on the same level. I don't care. I don't know, because, I mean, granted, Copenhagen is, I believe, it's gay marriage is legal in, in Denmark. I can double-check it for you for a second. But it's, I mean, if we start acting the same way as our tormentors, what, how, does that make us any better than they are? All right, Nietzsche, that's fine. <laughs> so you know, it's it's it's. I mean, I, it kind of reminds me of when I was in Puerto Rico. When I lived in Puerto Rico, there was a bar down the street where I lived, and they wouldn't let straight people come in. And nobody knew me from Adam when I first came over there. And I asked once when I saw this the bouncer letting someone in. And after this guy was let in, what well, asked was 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 told not to come in. I asked the bar, the bar the bouncer very politely, "Hey, why do you let?" Because he he saw me the first day I came over there. Um, he told me, uh, "Hey, what are you? Let me the first day I was in there said, well, you're two, you're six foot seven. I wouldn't say say no to you. So, so you know, it's I don't know. It's I don't think it should, we, should, we should be discriminating against the same against the, against other people. That doesn't make it right. What do y'all think? I hate everybody. Okay, Joey well, hates everybody. Shock that." But yeah, actually, I uh, just checked in, the, in Wikipedia. Uh, gay marriage became legal in Denmark back uh, in 2012. And seeing that we have we have kind of mined the uh, Danish uh, whatever. I love Danishes. Oh. Uh, we're gonna now go to Russia, where the Supreme Court of Russia dismissed an appeal against anti-gay law. The Russian Supreme Court should dismiss an appeal by the local LGBT organization coming out against St. Petersburg gay propaganda law. The Supreme Court of Russia dismissed the appeal by the Russian LGBT organization coming out, finding the gay propaganda law consistent with legislation of the Russian Federation. The St. Petersburg law bans propaganda of homosexuality, lesbianism, bisexualism, and transgenderism that can damage the health, moral, and spiritual development of minors. The offense carries up to... 
uh, off of to 500,000 rubles. That's about $16,000. And so on and so forth. Uh, basically, it's Putin's, Putin's Russia. What do you expect from them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and funny thing, the word for, 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 for slut in, 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 in Spanish is puta, but let's not go there. I mean, the lot of ridiculous that there's uh they actually had a uh, somebody submitted a lawsuit uh, for a milk can- carton that had a rainbow behind it because oh we gays are sending secret vibes on that milk carton and so on and so forth. Uh, actually, this uh, this this is an effort by by certain groups to actually ban even gay gay bars to open in Russia. So it's it's scary there. What do y'all think? Fuck them. <laughs> free pussy riot. Free pussy riot. Well, they actually, they, actually, they actually freed one of the members uh, a few days ago. I uh, want them all free. I will not be happy till every pussy is free. <laughs> <laughs> David, Bersonatus, uh, uh, Joey, any, any opinions? I definitely don't want to go to Russia anytime soon, for sure. No, I, I, I've heard Russia is, you know, as far as. You know, if you're gay there, you might just like you're gonna get shot or killed or something. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm kind of at my my. I've been through that down this road so many times. You know, there there is a large gay population, especially in Saint Petersburg. Um, the problem is, and I'm torn because there's that part of me that says this all goes back to the same shit that was going on in the French clubs and in the German clubs when Germany began to be in taken over in the forties and, but the reality is I also have to understand that everything takes time. And this is a country that within my lifetime, your job was chosen for you. And it was a communist run country where you had a hard time living from day to day, let alone being a a minority. So the thing that's different this time and why I say that we can, everything's going to take time with them is the world is watching. And if they start doing stuff that is harmful towards the gay community, sanctions will be slammed on them by other nations. But I think sometimes we need to take things one day at a time. But at the, at I, the, at the oh, sorry, go ahead, Joey. Now, I mean, and I know everybody's like, I want it now, I want it now, and I want it now too. But this is a country that's in a different spot than we are. As far as I'm concerned, Russia is, is less than a 20-year-old country. And its current government. Keep that in mind. It's a baby. At the same time, um, it's Russia. A pretty big baby. Yeah, it's a pretty big baby. Thank you for that. For that heads uh-huh. up. But at the same time, Russia has actually been kicking out organizations because I know, for example, that USAID was kicked out for its efforts in promoting democracy. Uh, because right now, the Russia is a resource-rich country, and they're able to tell the world, you know, take a hike, buddy. But they're not. But they're not, though, because let me explain this to you. Number one, if Russia doesn't want democracy there, I hate to sound like a commie bastard here, but hey, folks, democracy doesn't work for everybody. And we spent we spent a numerous amount of wars trying to force countries saying communism is bad, communism bad, communism is bad. Those wars that we won, communism failed on those wars that we lost. In most cases, communism failed on its own. And the other ones that we didn't win, they're some of the most powerful countries in the world, and they're communist. So, um, sorry. 
So the point that I'm making is there's certain things that we need to get the hell out of. If Russia wants to throw everybody out of there, that's fine, but they can't isolate as a closed-off country. And once we start really pulling out of them, then it would make a difference. But my question to you is, Joey, is, is Russia a de uh, democratic country? Because the way, the way it's been acting lately, since, 19, since, the, since, the late, since the early 2000s, it has been mostly a, the, the, the Vladimir Putin show. Well, uh, they are, a, based on the, on the guidelines that they have for their democracy, they are a democratic country. It does not mean that every democratic country needs the outlines of the United States. You have no clue how much it infuriates me when we talk about uh, Iraq becoming a democracy. You know what? Some people don't want a democracy, and they, we don't need to make a little America. I hate to tell all of you here, but the two-party system isn't exactly working gloriously for us. Straight at the same, no, there's, there's at the, a little bit. At the uh, same time, so, uh, sorry to cut you off, David. Okay. Uh, I, would, I would say Russia's a democracy as Mexico was a democracy until the PRI got, uh, got kicked out of power. I would say Russia's more an authoritarian country. Uh, it's not a communist country, which is different, different altogether, or even totalitarian country, but it has an authoritarian streak. And using the gay issue as a um, as a um, as a as a stick to beat us is just another way to to, to control the local population. Yeah, there are, uh, no country should be a, a mirror image of us, but at the same time, uh, I wouldn't call Russia democratic in any way, shape, or form. But here, here's the whole thing: Does Russia vote for people, whether you like the way they vote for it or not? Yes, they do. To be Look, quite honest, be quite honest with you, do I give a flying shit if they're Democrat or not? No, because I am an American. I'm never going to be a Russian. I'm never going to live in Russia. And the way other countries decide to handle their politics is fine. I also have to say that we as Americans have to take a real good look at ourselves because you're talking about a baby country that's picking on something that in our country we discriminate against. Gays are still something that we are not good about. Look at Hillary Clinton's speech to the UN. And she will tell you, even in our country, we are horrible about it. It is still in this world. It is the biggest scapegoat is the LGBT community. We cannot, shake a, we cannot shake a stick at them. And we cannot take a shake a stick at Russia when we are a country that in less than 100 years, we used to abuse, uh, basically abuse women, abuse blacks, abuse Latinos. And we locked up Asians into determined camps, and now we're lucky that uh, that gays are starting to get some rights. We have no right opening our mouth when in this short time each of those organizations and, – and let me tell you, there's people who are black who will tell, still tell you they are horribly oppressed. Whether I believe that or not doesn't matter. That's what they believe. There are <coughs> Latinos, who I'm sure you can back me up, who still believe they are horribly oppressed. At the same time, Joey, and I'm going to submit this to you, sir, that <laughs> – while we're not, and I'm don't get me wrong, the United States has many many flaws of its own. We have the right as a country to actually express our opinion on on matters, and theoretically and on paper. Yeah. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, and right now, I'm not saying I'm not saying Russia has to be a mirror image of the United States. At the same time, Russia, I mean Mexico, you voted every six years before before the PRI got kicked out in the late '90s. Uh, but you know, if you set if you set the rules of the game to make it hard for other parties, and that's what happened happening in Russia, it isn't that it isn't that great. It's, and, but it's sorry. not our business. Here's the whole thing, and 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 this is something. Have you ever talked? Have you ever spoken to somebody who was formerly in a, of a communist country? Actually, I have. 
And many and many times they tell you, especially if they're older, democracy, as much as it sounds great to them, scares the shit out of them, too. It's many choices. It's, you know, even in this country, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm I prefer my government does what they do and they don't tell me about it. I pick the people who I want to put in office and then I and, and Anthony's got his head must have just exploded. Mm. But. I I have elected the people or chosen the people who I believe can do the job. Now I want to let them do their job. Okay. And well, I don't case, need this complete transparency. I don't need to know how or when we killed Osama bin Laden. I just want to make sure it was done. Okay. Well, on that note, since we're going to go from the far east of, of, the, of Europe, we're going to go to the far west. And David, why don't you take us to Madrid and World Great Pride Day? All right. Madrid will be hosting the 2017 World Gay Pride. Um they actually outbid Berlin and Sydney on that one. Um, I think it's going to be an annual meeting of Inner Pride. Um, let's see, no, they, they were they won it uh, at the annual meeting of Inner Pride in Boston, USA. Uh, looks like um, it's going to be okay. New York is in 2019. I'm trying to see what exactly. I'm trying to summarize a little bit here. But um, basic. What is your problem? Why do you keep fucking interrupting me? Say whatever's on your mind. I apologize. I was singing the words pride. Sorry. Hey. Um, That's civil. Okay, let's keep it civil. David. David takes his gay pride seriously. I'm telling you. I'm sitting here trying to trying to summarize this article and trying to figure it out here, and I can't do that with that. Going on in my mind there. Okay, you know what? You you take the story. That God. wasn't me. That was not me. God. I'm done. I'm God. done. Take focus. the story. Focus, 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 focus. Okay, well, what do you think, guys? I mean, basically, I say, I say, I say, we we got four years to or two years to plan our 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 uh, Euro our, our Euro Pride uh, trip, and have this we can get over in Madrid. How is it going to feel to be in your home country, Rafael? I'm part Spanish, okay? I'm Puerto Rican. Oh, I, I, thought, I thought they were all the same. Sorry. Okay, Scott. Mira, caramba, Scott. I just did my, my Ricky Ricardo bad impersonation there, boys and girls. Thank you, Poppy. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, I, I wonder if they're going to actually have the uh, the big event over at Plaza del Sol. It's a nice, you know, not central. And then Chueca, which is the, I've been to Madrid. Which is the gay district? It's like a couple of bucks away, and wow, party central and a lot of hot boys over there. I know. I went to Taco Bell last week. Wow, so Taco I'm, Bell. <laughs> Taco I'm, Bell, really? <laughs> okay, excuse me. This is Madrid. Okay, Mexico's Sorry. over there. Spain is on the other side of the globe. Come on, people, focus, focus. I say, I say, we, I say, we start planning. I, I say, we should have a this weekend gay. Over in 2014, Euro, uh, World Pride. What do you guys say? I agree. <laughs> okay, Scott, Scott, Scott is Scott is boy poo pooing that one, and that brings me, and that brings me, um, <laughs> and that brings me to, um, to once again reminding you guys. You know, on. if we had if we had it in in Madrid, instead of Plague 48, what if we have Matsuzuma Revenge 48? <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll probably have the running of the Bulls 48. A couple of us will be gored and not in a good way. Mm, I'll gore a couple of people. Mm. I said not in a good way, Scott. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, 
with uh, I like to once again since uh, bring it back to the fact that you know if we want to do pride, uh, World Pride for uh, 2014, uh, we need your we, we need your help, guys, ladies and gentlemen. It's forty six dollars. We can do this. It's our service cost. So come on, guys, uh, do contribute to help us out. Anthony uh, and all and myself and all our colleagues here are doing this as, as a work of love, and I think we can count on your support. So please donate us for for five forty eight. I mean, for excuse me, this week in gay. Uh, go to thisweekingay.com, and also like us on our Facebook page. Okay. And without further ado, let me start in, uh, uh, introducing our once again our panelists. Let's start with our always very reliable personatus. Hey, um, you can follow me on Twitter or Google Plus, or better yet, uh, I have audio booze, which you okay. may listen to. Okay, and of course, now from Bersonatus, our voice of calmness, a voice of, uh, of, of reason, David, the Blue Jeans Guy. David, that Blue Jeans Guy, that Blue Jeans Guy dot com. And from the uh, voice of common reason, who sounded a little bit hyper this evening, let's take it to the captain himself of Sato 69, uh, the Sato Sphere, Scott. David, I love you. Oh, uh, you can find me online at www.satosphere.blogspot.com or on iTunes at The Satosphere. And from Scott the Sater, let's go to Mr. Cocktails and Cream for himself, Mr. Joey Boo Hecker. I love that you got the last name right. Uh, cocktailsandcreampuffs.com. And for the record, I did not do that last Pride. I just want that to be out on the record. It's on the record. It is on the record. Oh, it was so, Scott. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> it was on the record, so established. Okay. And after this lovely give and take by our two, uh, our two senior statesmen, let's take it to Tracy. Tracy, tell us about yourself. Uh, yes, this is Tracy Turner in Phoenix, soon to be in California, and you can find me on Facebook, tlturner71.com. And I myself, I'm Rafael Cabrero. I am, of course, the research department of This Week in Gay. Thank you so much for being part of this of, of this uh, this show. And from all of us, hasta luego, people. <laughs>